you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the wrap. It's the middle of July and you're tuned into The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And if you're in the market for a new laptop, things might be a little easier this week. If you've been considering an Apple, the MacBook range has changed slightly. In fact, if you were considering getting one of those super slim, ultralight MacBooks last week, this week your mind might change. That model is no longer part of the range, as Apple has been doing some updates. There's also no entry-level MacBook Pro anymore without the touch bar. That one's gone too. Rather, Apple's new lineup has shifted to be a little more affordable, as the MacBook Air becomes a little less expensive from $999 in America and $1699 in Australia. The Air is much like it was when it launched last year, complete with the new Thunderbolt 3 power connector and high-res screen, but it now also gets a True Tone screen, meaning it can adapt to the light of your room. If you want something with a little more power, Apple's MacBook Pro 13 arrives in a slightly lower-performing model, clocking in at 1.4GHz, with a price of $13.99 in America and $19.99 in Australia. And if all of this seems like a bunch of numbers and jargon, the easiest way to make sense of Apple's latest lineup is to say that it's a little more price-friendly. That doesn't mean there's a cheap MacBook, so to speak, but it does mean the pricing does make more sense. And we were beginning to wonder when it was all going to make sense again. That super slim MacBook was priced just like an Air, making the whole thing a little confusing. Now it's gone and Apple has adjusted the pricing, and the whole thing makes a lot more sense again. Better pricing always does make more sense, and it's always easy to get your head around. It doesn't just happen in the laptop world, but other places as well. The makers of Mario have announced a new take on the Nintendo Switch this week in the Nintendo Switch Lite, an appropriately named smaller and lighter take on its current console, though one that is more about portability. While the regular Switch can be plugged into a TV, this one can't, and will play all the same games, just do it on the go. In Australia, the Nintendo Switch Lite will cost $330 when it launches in September, making a little over $100 less than the regular Switch, and potentially giving more gamers a taste of modern-day Nintendo portability. And there's more happening in the world of tech than just Apple and Nintendo. Recently, we got a glimpse of what the world can expect in the coming years with a move to beyond 8K. Now, you might look at those new super expensive 8K TVs and think, wow, they have a lot of pixels, but there are a whole lot more coming. There's already a plan to give computers the ability to connect to 10K and 16K monitors further down the track, meaning more pixels and potentially better picture quality. They won't be cheap, not at all, with 8K monitors currently fetching over $5,000 at the moment, giving you some idea of just how much 10K and 16K will end up being. There are also happenings in sound, with Hisense unleashing a Dolby Atmos 3D soundbar for below $1,000, a rarity in 3D sound, while Sony has some new wireless noise-canceling earphones coming along quite shortly. Sony's new earphones are modelled on the excellent WH-1000XM3, a pair of headphones we've given a Best Of award to last year, and these are similar, but they go in your ears instead of around them. There's even some news in the phone world, with two models this week, in case you thought you weren't already spoiled for choice. Oppo has launched a $500 take on its flagship Reno, changing the chip and screen, but keeping the 48 megapixel camera from the big phone. LG also has a 4G kind of not quite flagship in the $1200 G8S out shortly, with hands-free control. Basically, you wave your hand over the selfie camera and can control the phone. Crazy, right? 
still not as crazy as a phone we reviewed this week, the BlackBerry Key 2. Yes, BlackBerry is back, and it's back with a keyboard. There's a comfortable fake leather grip, a rough two days of battery life, and a couple of cameras on the back as well, so it does come across as a flagship phone. But the keyboard is the part that really needs work. It's just not that comfortable to use, and if you've come from a BlackBerry, well, this isn't a pearl or a curve or a bold. It looks like a BlackBerry, but it doesn't really nail it. It feels like it was made for fans, but here's the thing. We don't know how many fans there are left. Most BlackBerry users would have moved on to an iPhone or an Android, and honestly, we wouldn't blame them. The Key 2 is an Android BlackBerry, but for $1,200, there are just so many better phones out there. That makes the BlackBerry Key 2 hard to recommend to all but the most ardent of BlackBerry fans, whoever and wherever they are. On that note, you've reached the end of The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. The Wrap will return next week, much like it does every Friday at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts, and you can find out about all of this stuff and more at thepicker.com. Website. Until then, have a great week, and we'll see you next time on The Wrap. Take care. <laughs>